Looking for your next spot out with family or friends? Whether you're on the east side, downtown, in Fitchburg, or at Hilldale, you're sure to enjoy one of Madison's favorite traditions. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, Madison's home for craft beer and pub food since 1994. Everybody, huddle up. Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, this is the Great Dane Huddle on 100.5 ESPN with former Badgers Brad Nortman. And Norman, it's a fake. Great call and great execution. Not a Hawkeye in sight. And Chris Orr. An excellent play by the freshman out of DeSoto, Texas, Chris Orr. Here's Alex Strofe. The Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown Madison, just off the Capitol Square right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and with Scouts Out of Hand. How you doing, everybody? Great to be back with you on your Monday night. Hope you're having a fantastic one. I'm Alex Strofe, and the boys are back together <laughs> following a tremendous run with the New Jersey Generals yeah. in the USFL. Yeah. What should be the defensive player of the year in the USFL, Chris Orr is talk here. Talk about it. Hello, Chris. <laughs> talk about it. How you doing, I man? Just, I just did talk about it. How you doing, it. man? Talk well, about it some more. All right. Uh, we talked about. I, I agree. That was, I mean, a great, that was a great intro. So do you do you believe you should be the D, the deep boy? Nah, I missed some games. So, I tore my bicep. I missed some games. So what? Uh, yeah, and line, uh, Brad Nortman's here as well as he usually is the, the former NFL and Badger punter. Brad, I know you and I were talking on the phone last week, and I told you, you know, Chris said he, you know, he did something to, to something in his upper body, and he's just like, yeah, whatever, it's no big deal. And your answer was, he's such a linebacker. Yeah, <laughs> he is such a linebacker. I just casually tore my bicep. No big casually. deal. Casually, you know how much I would milk that thing. Oh, yeah. I, I would be laid up in a hospital bed for eight days <laughs> with a torn to. bicep. No, I would. I would. I'm not you, Chris. I'm just a poor 6'3", 185. <laughs> Make your significant other, like, feed you. Oh, yeah. I can't lift my arm. I need everything. I need, I need my McDouble from McDonald's blended and poured down my throat. Oh, oh no, that sounds disgusting. Yeah, that, yeah, that sounds disgusting. Right. Right. You're right. That does sound pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, we are here. Chris Orr, Brad Nortman, Alex Strope. It is the Great Dane Huddle here on ESPN Madison with you until 7 o'clock tonight, leading you right up until the Home Run Derby as All-Star uh, Week begins in the MLB. But we're not going to be talking about the Home Run Derby, fellas. I, I had no idea that was going on today. Really? No clue. Are you a baseball guy at all? I enjoy going to baseball games. I'm not just watching baseball until the World Series. Who's your I'll team? I'll watch a little bit. Who's your team? Rangers. Texas boy. Yeah, I just root for the Rangers. It's not really my team. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm really All right, well, that's baseball talk. Uh, I do want to start with this, though, because Chris Orr let the world on fire earlier this afternoon uh, as we sent out a tweet on Twitter, at ESPN Madison, with Chris talking about out-of-state recruiting. We'll play that in a second, but first I want to hear from the clip he was reacting to from the columnist emeritus from the wisconsin state journal i totally know what those words mean the great tom oates i uh, was on wilde and tausch last week and he had this to say about luke fickle and the in-state recruiting as wisconsin missed out on the state's top five prospects in the class of 2024 to disregard the, the kind of talent that this state produces although not in large numbers is is just a historically is a horrible mistake uh, and I need to say no more two words than Don Morton. Now, when Chris heard that, he asked me, who the hell is Don Morton? Um, now, here is Chris's response. We played a couple more clips from Tom Oates. But here is Chris's response last Friday on Rutledge and Hamilton uh, to that comment from Tom Oates. 
Hey, this is this is ridiculous. First of all, upgrade the out of state recruiting. Honestly, if you went, if I went year from year from just my time here and the best player on our team outside of one year, outside of our 2016 year where T.J. Watt was the best player on our team, the best player on the team was an out of state guy. It was an out of state guy. The 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 greatest Badger of all time, the play, one player that we put on the highest pedestal, is an out of state guy. Person people chime in because we're not having that discussion is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, also <laughs> out of state. All right, and this is the other thing. Listen here, bro. I love here, bro. I love being a Wisconsin Badger. <laughs> I love the University of Wisconsin. I'm gonna be a Badger till the day I die, bro. And even after that, for you to talk about the care of a program, you think somebody cares less about a program because of where they're from? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So you think that these guys, <laughs> you think that these guys that are from Wisconsin that go somewhere else care more about Wisconsin than where they go? You think I care more about UT, my 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 parents, uh, alma mater? <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you, do you hate them as much now that Paul Christ is there? Nah. Which is your guy? Nah. <laughs> Good question. Nah. I love Coach Chris, man. I, I have respect and I'll always have love for the University of Texas because you know, that's that's some of my earliest memories of football, like going to some of those games with my dad and my parents met there, like all of that. So he's all back in. But at the same time, like, forget them. So like, that, that take from Chris Orr, you are a Badger. Yeah. Let me tell you this, bro. <laughs> Tom Oates responds to that video earlier today. The columnist emeritus. Those are big words, man. Tom Oates. Uh, he's a great writer is what I'm trying to say and was for a long time. Very plugged in. Great football mind. Says, with all due respect to Chris... We're staying respectful, Chris. <laughs> Where UW's best player come from is not the point. Your response is, what's the point then? What's, what's the point you're trying to make? I understand I understand the thought of, oh, build a wall around Wisconsin. Don't allow the, our top recruits from the state to leave. You're disregarding the fact that this coaching staff came in on the back end of this recruiting cycle of this class and the next two classes, to be honest. They're, like, they're behind the eight ball. Second of all, they're not coming from Big Ten school, so it's not like they were going after some of these guys. Like Some of these guys could have been like, yeah, he's a great player, but he's not going to fit what we want to do in the Athletic American Conference at the University of Cincinnati or at the University of North Carolina where uh, Coach Longo was at. You know, like little stuff like that I feel like he disregarded. And then I, I know we didn't play the clip, but he started talking about the culture and how like being from Wisconsin, like you understand the culture a little more, which I'm like, okay, you might understand the, the history of being a Wisconsin Badger more, but the reason I came to the University of Wisconsin was because of the culture. It was something that I resonated with. Like, I love the fact that I felt like, essentially, even though this is a Power Five, con uh, a team in a Power Five conference, you know, we've won Big Ten championships, you know, we've been to some of the highest stages in college football, I just felt like this was a program that didn't get much respect, and I feel like that about myself. And I felt like everybody on the team felt like that, and that was the culture, which is why we showed up every day and worked. Like, we didn't care about some posts on social media or what people were saying in <laughs> newspapers, whatever. Like, you just show up and work. Right. And when we, come out, when we come out and play on these 12 Saturdays, we're trying to give you some punishment, bro. Like, we want you to feel pain when you leave this field. Like, that, that's, what, that's what resonated with me. That's, You're a linebacker. That's why I came. Yeah. That's, <laughs> through that's what, and but, through. But that's why I came from Dallas, Texas up here. Like, that's the reason. Right. Well, I, I view it that way, right? So, Chris, yeah. you're, you're a DeSoto, Texas native. Yeah. You come up to Wisconsin, have a great career. 
and then make the jump to the next level. Mm-hmm. And you're still here, right? Mm-hmm. You, you st- and, you, and you mentioned that in the clip, right? You stayed mm-hmm. here. You live here. Mm-hmm. Brad, you're from Brookfield originally. Mm-hmm. You originally committed to the University of Minnesota. You oh. decommitted from the University of Minnesota and committed to Brett Bielema and the University of Wisconsin and stayed home. So when you hear all this for the first time, I'm curious your reaction to both Tom Oates and Chris. Well, um, Chris showing up and already making waves just <laughs> fresh out of the USFL. I love it. Um, I, I, have, I, have a, I have some thoughts about it. So first of all, with the whole um, best player on any given team or the history of it, I would say that that, I mean, what you said, you had mm-hmm. one year where Wisconsin guy was your best player. Mm-hmm. I had no. one year where the Wisconsin guy was our best player, J.J. Watt. Happens to be in the same family. Well. And, and we could even say now the best player on the team is Brandon Allen yeah. or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Jack Nelson, whatever. Right. So I do think there's a rhythm of like maybe every four or five years the For best sure. player is from Wisconsin. But when you think about it, statistically that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you have sure. a 25-person recruiting class and you get five people from Wisconsin, yep. then at once every five years, then it yep. should be statistically a guy from Wisconsin is the best player on your team. Yep. So – Beyond that, though, as far as, like, what about culture? Like, what does that say about the program? And are we missing out on bringing guys in? Because, you know, so we missed out on the guys in state. Mm -hmm. But the last week or so, we brought in some four-star guys, right? So it's something to be excited about. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think you can settle firmly on, hey, we got to get every in-state guy no matter what. And even, you know, let's not even bring some outside state guys that would bring more talent in. I don't think you can do that. Mm -hmm. I also don't think you completely disregard your state. I think... What makes Madison and the Wisconsin program so unique is that we historically do focus on the Wisconsin guys mm-hmm. so you can bring that, that homegrown love for the Badgers, and then we bring mm-hmm. in some guys from like you, like Texas and Florida, yes. and you can bring a little bit of a different edge to it. Yes. And that's what makes this program, the best teams we've ever had, has been mm-hmm. the perfect combination of both. Yes. Right, Like homegrown guys that just love the Badgers, have literally bled red mm-hmm. since they were four years old, and then you throw in a couple other studs from out of state, Mm-hmm. that don't mind hitting and balling, and all of a sudden you got something really special. Yes. So I think you have to balance both. Now, is it a, a huge red flag that we missed out on all the top five guys? I don't love it. I don't. I really don't. But, I mean, you also have to look at what they are doing in the transfer portal mm-hmm. and, and what we're doing also on the recruiting trail. And, look, you know, to question what, you know, the care of the program, I, I'm not sure exactly what Tom meant to that. Mm. I, I do believe that someone like yourself from out of state Mm -hmm. can come in, come to Wisconsin, identify with it and love the program Mm -hmm. for a Wisconsin kid. It's a deep love. I mean, it it means a lot. And I do think you need some of that in the locker room. Um, So to say it, I'm not saying that it means more to a Wisconsin guy, but it means a lot. And and to have that in the locker room is very valuable. True. True. I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree because even thinking about myself, like, understanding the richness and the, and the deepness of a lot of our trophy games and our rivalries came from my Wisconsin teammates. But actually, nah, only a couple of them did. One of them came from my recruiting. Well, can, can, can I throw out a scenario? So the mm-hmm. reason why I think this is a little troubling, the mm-hmm. fact that we lost, not, not necessarily the culture or anything like that, but the fact that you should get those guys. If you offered them mm-hmm. as the Badgers, you should get them. Mm-hmm. If you have a four-star tight end, what was the guy from Wanaki? He was Rob, a four-star. Rob Booker, yeah. Right? Okay, so mm-hmm. let's say that same gentleman was dropped in Texas. Mm-hmm. And he had the same exact offers, mm-hmm. the same exact measurables, everything. Mm-hmm. Much harder to bring a guy like that to Wisconsin from Texas mm-hmm. than it is to keep him in-house. True. You should win. That should be your recruiting advantage. So that's a way that you can take advantage of the fact that mm-hmm. we should almost out-recruit ourselves mm-hmm. in Wisconsin because these guys 
love the Badger so much, mm-hmm. it should almost be the default option. See, but this is this is another question I have because now it might, it's a little different because me me being from Texas, there's there's more Division One schools there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, is it also possible that a lot of these guys like from Wisconsin resonated deeply with the prior staff because they're all alums, like? They, they understood the, the love for the program or whatever the case is. And once they left, it was like, oh, man, this, is, this isn't the home. This isn't the Wisconsin that I know. There, there's a lot of truth a, that's, to that. That's real. And also, like, I, I don't know how real this is, but I could also see, like, being from Wisconsin, like, everybody around you is a Wisconsin fan. You'd be like, bro, I want to get out of here. Like, I don't, I don't want to go there. Like, I just feel like there's so many more factors that's like, it's okay. It's okay for the new staff to lose out on a couple guys early. That's which is okay. And a mm-hmm. lot of these guys, I guess, we didn't even offer from the previous staff. Correct. Yep. So it's like it's okay that they. I don't understand the big uproar between this first class that they're signing. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're totally. Right. I, I well, think, go ahead, yeah. Man. Well, and, and there's just a level of uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. Uncertainty is scary. Yeah. You don't know yeah. how the offense is going to play mm-hmm. out. You don't know exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to bring in their own guys. Can for we sure. at least agree? That you don't want to see this being a long-term trend. Oh, for sure. For okay. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I think sure, we can all sure. agree on that. I, yeah, I, I would just sure. say two things on this. I for don't sure. think Tom Oates, Chris Orr, Brad Nortman, or me, I don't think any of us are, are sitting here and making the case that the new staff has ignored the state yeah, of Wisconsin. No, no, no. Right, no. because that is just factually incorrect, yeah. right? We, we've seen the visits they've mm. taken, especially in the Madison area, but really statewide. When you look at the powerhouses like Brookfield, were you central? Yeah, Brookfield good job. Central, My Arrowhead. Uh, you look at some of those powerhouses across the state, <laughs> Catholic Memorial that Luke Fickle personally has visited and talked with the coaches and some of the players from those programs and he's only been the head coach for seven plus months right so in no way are they ignoring this Mm -hmm. Um, the second part with Robert Booker who you brought up Brad who is the tight end from Wanakee that flipped his commitment to UCLA who is when he starts college a fellow Big Ten team um, there was uh, a five-star tight end out of Illinois that committed to the University of Wisconsin yeah so I wonder if it is a I know I might not be the number one guy in that room type thing. There might be more opportunities. It might be he wants to get to L.A. I haven't talked to him. I don't know what his thought process was, but I understand the decision, right? And that's not to say that Wisconsin isn't pulling top guys from other states yeah. like is happening here. Right. Yeah. So it, it's a fascinating you know, parallel in this new world of NIL and transfer portal and obviously a brand new, a brand new staff at the University of Wisconsin, but – it's not as concerning to me as it is to other people like Tom Oates. Mm-hmm. I understand the concern, and to your point, Brad, if this becomes a trend year after year after year, I get it. Right. But you look at an offer that was made just two hours ago from the University of Wisconsin to probably the best prospect in the class of 25 in the area, that's Trey Poteet, who is the mm-hmm. son of Hank yeah. Poteet, the former cornerbacks coach for the University of Wisconsin, wide receiver and cornerback at Verona High School. So that's good been, news. That would have been an easy win. Kept him. <laughs> should have kept most <laughs> Got an easy win. <laughs> What? <laughs> so you keep coach you keep coach Polo's staff. That's an easy win. That's true, but he's down at Iowa That's State true. now. That's true. But so also, but like you were saying about the tight end that flipped to UCLA, this is another dynamic that everybody's gonna have to think about. If you're from Wisconsin, you from you from the Midwest, bro. You you've always dreamed about going to Hollywood. You've everybody's seen Reggie Bush and the the legendary USC team. Absolutely. Now you had this thought that. Okay, I can go. I can go live in California, and I can still come. And my family can see me at a few spots. They can come see me at Iowa. Yep. They can come see me at Minnesota. They can come see me at Nebraska. Like these are t- these are school. These are areas that aren't too far at Northwestern. They can come see me play. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know. 
I thought you were saying something about Northwestern. We did. I was just about to. Yeah, I'm about but, to. But they can come see me, like, they can come see me play, and I can go and live this West Coast dream that I might have wanted being a Midwest kid. I, I think. I think that's a really good point. Well, it's highly personal is, yeah. is the takeaway. It's highly mm-hmm. personal. There's so mm-hmm. many variables that we aren't even privy to. Yes. So how are we supposed to sit and project what any young 17-year-old is going to do? Mm-hmm. The same person that could love that Hollywood lifestyle could dream of playing in, like, the cornfields of Nebraska yeah. or, like, you know, the <laughs> south of Alabama. And, yeah. and that might be their dream. And that might For be sure. to play at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I think that's totally normal. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Wisconsin's ability to keep guys like Joe Thomas, right? So mm-hmm. that's a guy that I, it was a central grad. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had offers to everywhere on God's green earth, and he chose Wisconsin. And basically, Wisconsin out-recruited themselves by harnessing that hometown discount, Mm -hmm. right? We just need to keep on focusing on doing that, but realize this is highly personal. When you committed to Wisconsin, it was a gut thing, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Like, you could do pros and cons all the time, but at some point, it's like, this just feels like me. Mm -hmm. And how are you supposed to project that in a 17-year-old kid? This Mm. was such an enjoyable conversation to listen to. Chris Orr, Brad Nortman, Alex Strofe with you. A A quick note that Chris... Professionally transitioned me to uh, from the Big Ten. Northwestern, within the last 25 minutes, has announced the firing of head coach Pat Fitzgerald following the scandal and the reports that have come out. Uh, we won't get into that on air. If you haven't heard about it, I recommend you go to your search engine when you're not driving your vehicle and looking into those Northwestern reports. They're messed up, they're sad. It's one of two things, right? Either A, Pat Fitzgerald knew what was happening and was fired because of it. Or B, he didn't know what was happening, and it was his job to know what was happening in his locker room, Mm -hmm. and he is being held accountable for not knowing what the hell was going on in his locker room. Either way, Pat Fitzgerald out as the head coach at the University of Northwestern, Northwestern University, whatever you want to call it. Uh, So that's the news from the Big Ten. We won't get into that too much. Just wanted to update any of our college football fans listening tonight that that has become official, as reported by multiple outlets, within the last 25 minutes. Uh, We are live at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Downtown Madison will be with you for another about 40 minutes. Come hang out, grab a beer, come listen to the conversation. And I got to tell you, something great is back at all four Great Dane locations in the area. Brunch is back at all four Great Dane locations in the area from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Saturday and Sunday here downtown on the east side in Pittsburgh, in the Hilldale area, Madison. Brunch is back. Go to greatdanepub.com slash brunch for all the information from all the hits, from all the classics to the mimosas. I love me some mimosas. Find out more. Greatdanepub.com slash brunch. That's greatdanepub.com slash brunch to find the pub nearest you. Alex Strofe, Brad Nortman, Chris Orr with you. We will flip our attention to the Green Bay Packers coming up next. We had a fun State of the Packers show from Summerfest on Saturday. I want to get the guys' thoughts on one of Jason Wildey's comments about being an optimist versus being a realist because I fall into the former category much more than the latter category that Wildey falls into. We'll get into that next. It's the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown Madison. The Great Dane Huddle rolls on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, downtown Madison, just off the Capitol Square. What a beautiful night for a beer at the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. We're all having one. I think we all got a different one, too. I'm drinking my Crop Circle Week, thanks to the uh, recommendation of our wonderful producer, Alex Gravatt. Well done, G. Brad, what do you got? Old Glory Pale Ale. How is it? Delicious. Delicious. And Chris, you got your go-to. Yeah, I five IPA. You're an Mm. IPA guy. I'm an IPA guy. You are. It does uh, sound really good. And he's doing a good job on that. He's doing a lot better of a job uh, through one segment than I am. But nonetheless, great day for a beer at any of the four locations. If you're in the area of one, I highly recommend it. It's the best local beer in Madison you're going to get at either, any of the four locations. Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company right here downtown, east side, in Pittsburgh. 
we're in the Hilldale area of Madison. All right, guys, let's let's switch gears here over to the Green Bay Packers. On Saturday, me, Jason Wilde, and Gabe Neitzel did a two-hour special live from the last day of Summerfest across ESPN Wisconsin called The State of the Packers. And we did an at-large conversation. We looked at every positional group. We looked at the state of the division. We talked about the overall expectations for this team going in to 2023. And I thought this comment from Jason Wilde was really interesting because he, he always makes a point to, to point out, I'm not a fan. I'm going into my 28th year on the, on the Packers beat. I, I try to put my fan feelings aside, and I try to view it as, as realistically as I can. So here's Wilde on being an optimist versus a realist in which he calls himself. Let me just say this. I think I am a realist. Oh, I do 100%. not think I am a oh, pessimist. For sure. No, for sure. And I think there is a, a, an incredible amount of optimism that is based solely, you know, the definition of faith is belief in things unseen. And, yes, you got nine passes from Jordan Love. You also got the Kansas City performance that in Match Diamond's story in The Athletic, Goody basically dismissed as a poorly coached, poorly planned game. Uh, you also got the second half in Detroit of the season finale a couple years ago. And if we're being honest, uh, Jordan Love has not given us enough to have the level of optimism that a certain portion of the fan base has. But God bless them. Go ahead and be optimistic. I just want to be clear. I'm not a pessimist here. I think they're going to be really good in 2024. I think they're going to struggle in 2023. That's Jason Wilde here, here weekdays, 9 to noon on ESPN Madison, alongside the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher on Wilde and Tausch. Brad Nortman, I start with you. What do you make of those comments from Wilde? He, he feels like they can be really good in 2024, but they're going to struggle in 23. Important caveat. I was waiting for that from Wilde. I think he's right. I think they're going to be better in 2024 than 2023. I don't think they're going to be trash, though. I, I mean, look, if they get, I don't think they're getting 10 wins. But, you know, hanging out in the 500, you know, 8 and 9, maybe even, I don't see them winning only six games. The, the team has talent. We will see if they're well coached because that's going to be interesting on the offensive side of the ball to see how much of that was LeFleur, how much of that was Rodgers. And defense needs to step up. They have the talent. They have the draft capital. So, look, to live in this extreme, okay, some of the, the national pundits saying, like, Packers could win the division, I see them being a dark horse surprise, that's a little bit optimistic for my blood. <laughs> However, sure. why, I don't even see why they couldn't push for the wild card yeah. somewhere around 500. They have, you look at the trash teams of the NFL, Houston and Arizona and Tampa, those are like three win teams. That's not the Packers. Yeah. Notice how he but, didn't say anything about the team that had the number one pick this year. No, they're not trash. Keep down it, baby. Both of your former they, I will never say they're trash. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I'm talking to two guys that spent time with the Carolina Panthers and they weren't brought up there. Anyway, go on, Brad. So anyway, I, I, mean, I think it's realistic the fact that they can shoot for 500 and build and grow and go through the growing pains that you just inevitably will to be a division contender Mm -hmm. than in 2024 so I don't think there's anything wrong with that dial back expectations that's what the coaching staff's been telling us to do this whole time so yeah. in, in a way I'm comfortable with that I'm comfortable with not being like it's Super Bowl or bust I have thoughts on that I'll get to that in a second I want to hear from Chris first though. yeah I, I think they're going to be much better in 2024 um like we said earlier like we're going to find out who Matt LaFleur is as a coach not only are we going to see if it was if the success was him or Aaron Rodgers but can you can you reshape this team around a new quarterback? You got young players now. Like you have to remodel this offense now. Yeah. Like this offense should look completely different. It should. Mm -hmm. you no, know, I. They should run the ball more. Like we should see more from these running backs. We should see 
what teams don't want to see. Late, late in November, December coming up to Lambeau Field, pounding the rock. You don't want to see that all game. Um, but also, like, I think that Jordan Love is going to struggle. Like, there's a difference mm-hmm. when you're coming in as the backup quarterback, you know, of a legend, of a Hall of Fame quarterback, first of all, and nobody cares about you. Like, that defense is not game planning for you at all. If anything, they're saying if he comes in, like, he's a little more athletic, but we're going to go hit him, whatever the case is. You're not truly worried about him. Now he's going to truly get game planned against. They are going to struggle. He's going to struggle at least early. Mm-hmm. At least early he's going to struggle. He's going to have to grow through it, but I, I think that's a fair statement. Um, but I also think that their division is it's not truly wide open. I think that Detroit and uh, Minnesota are the – Top two dogs, if we're being completely honest. I agree. I agree, but I'm just, I have no idea what to make of Detroit. True. And what the hell is Minnesota doing, right? No Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get rid of Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. They get rid of Zadarius Smith. Mm-hmm. It's rumored that they may trade Daniil Hunter. Yeah. This is a team that won 13 games last year. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're rebuilding after a 13 win season. And, and they're likely going to move on from Kirk Cousins after this season, which I understand that move a lot more than the other ones. Mm-hmm. But it's still odd to me, right? I don't know really what to make of all of that. So Detroit, I'm not completely sold on, but I know they can be a fine team. Mm-hmm. So it, there, there's a lot to make of the NFC North. Now, uh, going back to the point you each made, actually, which, which, which I'm glad you also brought it up, which is, was it LaFleur? Was it Rodgers? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a case to obviously make both ways, mm-hmm. right? Roger, LaFleur comes in. He revitalizes Rodgers' career. He wins back-to-back MVPs, and then he struggles because he has a broken thumb and fractured ribs, Mm -hmm. right? That's the easy case to make. Mm -hmm. But the other case to make is Matt LaFleur inherited a Hall of Fame quarterback, Mm -hmm. one of the all-time greats, maybe the most talented one to ever play the game. Mm -hmm. And he just needed something fresh offensively. He got something fresh offensively, and he does it better than anybody, right? So it's a flip of a coin. You can make a case both ways. This year will be our real sample of – how much can can Matt LaFleur elevate Jordan Love? Because he clearly elevated Aaron Rodgers at least to a point, right? It might have been minimal, but he elevated Aaron Rodgers at least a little bit to lead him to back-to-back MVP awards. One more clip I want to play from State of the Packers because I think it's I think it's a point we've we've all made, but Gabe Knights will put it well, and it's about how Brett Favre inherited Sterling Sharp, Aaron Rodgers inherited Donald Driver, and well. Who's Jordan Love inheriting? Here's Gabe Neitzel on State of the Packers. Brett had Sterling. Aaron had Donald. We don't have that guy this year. To hell, and, and, I th- and I think that's huge for the development of Jordan Love as well because these guys are also developing. So if they end up being in the wrong spots, that's going to affect Jordan Love's development right? as well. Right. Not having absolutely zero veteran pass catchers, somebody who's not on a rookie contract and- on the roster. That's Gabe Neitzel on State of the Packers. You can find that full two-hour conversation in the Green and Gold Fix podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts around Wisconsin On Demand. Now, I'm a big believer in this. It's either a sophomore slump or it's a sophomore jump, right? That's, that's what I believe in in the NFL. Now, of course, there's probably somewhere in the middle for most players. But when you look at the guys that have that opportunity, and that's the magic word for me with this Green Bay Packers team this year, opportunity. Mm-hmm you got to look at that wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. We know Christian Watson had a hell of a four-week span last year with the Packers. Mm-hmm. But what's he going to be as the number one guy in 2023? Romeo Dobbs had a nice catch against Buffalo, a nice touchdown catch, had a couple nice plays, really good flashes that are hopefully sustainable. Mm-hmm. But what can he be as the number two guy? So if those guys can both be sophomore jumps, then maybe that helps Jordan Love, but he does not have that reliable veteran that Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers both inherited. I got a name that... Probably nobody's thinking of, 
that I want all Packer fans to keep an eye out for. That is my boy, Jeff Cotton Jr. Keep an eye out for Jeff Cotton. Every opportunity he gets, he makes big, big plays. Granted, they've all been in the preseason, but opportunity was a word that you said for this Green Bay Packers offense this year. Jeff Cotton. Be on the lookout for Jeff Cotton. What's the connection? Uh, we, we trained together. We, we used to train together down at Atlas Sports in oh, cool. uh, Midlothian, Texas, man. Down in the warehouse. Get some work in. Just shut up and grind in the heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Do you ever not sound like a linebacker? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just sound like, man, I just look here, man. I, be, I believe that. I believe football, like, I believe it's like a fight. I believe you coach football like a fight. I believe you play football like a fight. If you're a coach and in a fight, if you hurt somebody, you, you press the issue, you put a little more pressure on. If if you gas somebody for 20 yards, you hurry up and get on the ball and go up tempo. I just, I don't know. I just think that it's a, it's a big question mark on this on this Green Bay Packers team. But honestly, I think we're going to see who LaFleur truly is. But I don't necessarily think it was all like Rodgers when, when we were talking about them in the past. I think it was LaFleur doing the smart thing. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm going to put everything that I know to put him in the best position possible. I don't think it was necessarily like Aaron doing his own thing. Like we see all the clips of Peyton Manning, like changing the plays and doing whatever he wants just so he can throw it 50 times a game or whatever the case is. But I don't think you necessarily need, I mean, don't get me wrong. You need veterans, but I don't think that that's necessarily like a, a reason to panic. I think that you can have young guys that just go crazy. Just look at the Cincinnati Bengals. They did the exact same thing, essentially. Granted, they were more established stars, but they did the same thing with a young receiving core and a they young, were young quarterback. They were young. Burrow was in his second year. Higgins was, in, Higgins was in his third, and, and Jamar Chase was – excuse me. They were both in their second year, and mm -hmm. Jamar Chase was a rookie. Yep. It's possible. And you it's know unlikely. The, the corollary of it is, too, quite often, and I've seen it myself, is that you have a young quarterback and you remove a superstar mm -hmm. so that you can let him breathe and yes. let him grow mm -hmm. so he doesn't feel like I need to force the ball to yeah. wide receiver one who's mm -hmm. been here for 10 years. Mm -hmm. We're all on the same page. If we're all in the same mm -hmm. like growth period of our NFL career, then we can understand that you can distribute it, throw it to the open guy. We're buds. We trust one another. Brad, real quick, yeah. what you're referencing is when Steve Smith left Carolina when Cam Newton was the quarterback? Yes, that's true. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> at the time, it was sort of like, oh, we're trying to do it. But I guess the secret's out now. It's been like 10 years. But yeah, basically... They wanted to allow Cam to grow, yeah. and Steve was like, "It wasn't a big that hard to read between yeah. lines for the record." It was a big personality, and they're like, "Okay, Cam is forcing it to Steve. Steve is a big personality, a big presence in the locker room. Great Cam's football player, great football, football player, yeah. and, and a good leader. Sure, it just sure. wasn't the right match at the time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if, I think they thought if we want Cam to grow, we need to let him be the tallest." tree in the locker room, yes. so to speak. And Steve will be until he retires. Right. So there is something about you know, removing the, the, you know, the speed bumps and allowing that but you know, to be the guy. Do you think that explains the lack of veteran presence pretty much overall, right? There's only four guys in the entire roster over the age of 40. Um, wide receivers are all first and second year guys. Tight ends, there's, there's first uh, two, two rookies. Josiah DeGuaro, who's uh, the same age as Jordan Love. The, the oldest guys in the offense are David Bakhtiari and Aaron Jones, right? So 
Do you think that explains that? They want Jordan Love to kind of be the veteran, be the leader in the room? Do you, do you think that maybe is what's on Brian Gutekunst's mind when he's constructing this roster? I think that's part of it. I also think that he looks at the wide receiver market and says, what value do these people add? Yeah. What value do they add? Why, why yeah. would they, you bring them in to take reps yeah. from these young guys? If we're, yeah. if we're all agreeing that the coaching staff's rhetoric is, hey, patience and keep your expectations in line and we're going to grow and we're going to get young, well, then they are building for 2024. Yeah. Why bring in a veteran to be your number two and take all those reps away from Dobbs and all those catches away from yeah. those guys? So yeah. I, I think it's calculated. I think they, I think they think they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, whether they're right or not. Right. It's yet to be seen. Right, right, right. You're, what you were essentially saying is why bring in a vet to take away the development of, of these young guys? Like, why take away this developing year? Even though, like, fans might not like that, but as an organization, like, you want to peak at the right time at the end of the day. You want to peak at the right time. It's nice if we can – if I'm sitting here as a Green Bay Packers, it's nice if we exceed expectations this year, but that's not the goal. Like, nobody is thinking Super Bowl this year. Like, nobody in that building. And the players might think that. You always feel like that, at right. least as a player. But nobody in that, in that front office is thinking we're going to Super Bowl this year. They're thinking that this is a, a good year for us to grow, maybe get into some big-time games, maybe win a few of them. And then the following year, let's see what we can do. It's almost like a gap year, right? Yeah. Like for a yeah. high school kid, you, you, you go abroad and then you go to college. That's kind of what this feels like for the Packers this year. Fun conversation there. Alex Struff, Brad Nortman, Chris Orr with you. It's the Great Dane Huddle live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company downtown, just off the Capitol Square. Real quick, got to tell you about my buddy Diamond Jim and the great team over at Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side. The jeweler on your side, a laid back. No pressure experience there. Whether you're looking to take that next step in your relationship, whether you're looking to treat yourself or your loved ones, whether you got an anniversary, a birthday, maybe you missed one of those, the right decision is to go to Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side. The jeweler on your side, online as well, Condon Jeweler, that's singular, CondonJeweler.com is where you can find the great selection they have just across from the East Town Mall, just off East Wash. Condon Jewelers, the jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side, the best damn game. We play on ESPN Madison every week. It's called Gmail. It is done by the great Alex Gravatt. We play it next. It's a great day in Huddle Live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. Huddle rolls on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, uh, live uh, downtown Madison, just off the Capitol Square. Alex Strofe and Brad Nortman with you. And then uh, a guy that's trying to eat two full meals is also here, Chris Orr. Chris, you have six tacos, both with sides in front of you, two full plates in front of you. I didn't, I didn't want both sides, by the way. Let's, let's note that. Let's <laughs> well, note that's that. not how that works, Chris. Let's You're at a restaurant with like a predetermined meal, and you ordered two of them. Honestly, when I, whenever, no matter the restaurant I go to, I always try to chop up the meal, to be honest. Why? I bet the chefs are, hate me. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I, so uh, somebody else orders our food for us, right? Because like, we're on the air. We can't really go uh, to the bar and order food. You told them, just order me six tacos. Yeah. Which I, I said to uh, our, our teammate here that's working, I said, that's not how that works. Just, just <laughs> order whatever. And she's like, okay, great. Um, so that might be I took my your fault. Meal. What? I, I took mean, you did. I didn't, I didn't get food tonight. Yeah. I, I had a late lunch, but um, I'm missing out because I love the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company. I haven't mm-hmm. been here for a few weeks, but uh, I made the dumb decision of eating a late meal. I'm going to so eat again get, when I get home. Oh, how many meals in a day do you eat? 
I, I we, think we I'm going to have to up it. it. Yeah, I we just walk like, through it. I think I'm going to have to up it, to be honest. I typically try to make sure I get at least eight. All right. Well, I, that's enough of that. Uh, Alex, <laughs> Brad, Norman, Chris, are with you. It is the Great Dane Huddle. It is time now to play the most brilliant game we play every week on ESPN Madison. It is time to play Gmail. You've got mail. What's happening, friends? So, we got a good one, right? There's a lot of people emailing all weekend. There was a long weekend. We missed a show. All sorts of good stuff. We're going to start Bartholomew in Omaha. Now, he is excited about the new is social there an media. Is at the end of his name? Bartholomew. Yeah. Uh, he's excited about the new, the, the new social media threads, but he's yeah. not sure if he should download it, so he just asks outright. Should I download it? Will it stay? Chris Orr, let's let's start with you. I say give it a little more time, man. Give it a little more time. I'm in the same boat. I'm not on threads yet because I'm tired of jumping social media platform to social media platform. First ever social media platform I had was MySpace. Then it was Facebook. Now you got Instagram and Twitter. Like, how many times are we just going to get the same thing with a different icon? It's the same but thing. But it's different. Barely. It's different, Chris. And yes, Bartholomew, <laughs> named after a donkey-like animal. Um, you you should download Threads. I think it will stay. I don't know if it'll ever have the reach or the power that Twitter does. I don't know that Twitter will necessarily go away. But I, I've, I've found that, that Threads is a wholesome, kind community. I tried to get in an argument on Threads, and the guy was just like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's wow. never happened to me in the history of Twitter. So um, I'm all in on threads. Now, I do have a bone to pick with not even Brad Nortman, but his wonderful wife. Um, oh, She wow. followed me on threads. Uh -oh. I immediately tried to follow her back. She has a private account. Okay. She still is not. Uh, I, I checked in the commercial mm. break because I figured this might be coming up. <laughs> she still has not accepted my follow request, but she's followed everybody else I know that follows her, or accepted everybody else I know that follows her. So uh, when you get home tonight, let her know I have a bone to pick with her wow. and check up on that. Well, me. she's listening for sure, so okay. she's staring <laughs> in real time. Well, and I, we'll see if when you I have get a, when a I get the notification, I will be I will be thrilled. You uh, know, it's, that's just a curated timeline right there. Is that they call it timeline, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's she, exactly she, what she she wants to be your friend. She considers you a friend. I'm surprised I, that and, you and, know and like, the feelings mutual. Yeah. Well, but I feel a little bit backstabbed the last couple of days. <laughs> Brad Norman, you're not on this app yet. I'm not. Um, I have the capacity for exactly one social media in my life at this Ooh. current point, and that's Twitter. And so it would be a big step for me to move on to threads. I'm tempted to. I really now, am. You'd have to but, get an Instagram in order to get a thread. So I do have an Instagram. I'm just, I just don't ever go on it. So like, if you look up Brad Nortmanisms, I'm there. Oh. I just never post and never go on it. So um, I guess that's one convenient part of it is it just totally translates over, which is nice. But um, I don't threads, know. Your threads these things be Legatron. Legatron. You called me that when I walked in. Yeah. I felt so, like, affirmed. Yeah. Isn't, that just, <laughs> isn't that Justin Tucker, though? Isn't Justin Tucker Legatron? Uh, the I am now. Yeah. <laughs> the real Legatron. That's right. <laughs> All right, what's next? You've got mail. Speaking of social media, Elon Musk took to Twitter to say, I must confess, I have a deep passion for fashion and architecture. And quoting that tweet, we've got Cammy and Madison asking, what are your deep passions? Oh, Strofe, what do you got? <laughs> um, <laughs> radio? Uh, that's about all I got, G. As you know, I'm a pretty boring dude. Um, I really like my job. I feel, I feel very grateful to have this job. Um, 
All I do otherwise, I have a deep passion for WWE 2K23. Um, best commissioner in the league. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm a boring dude. I got nothing. I, I've seen Chris Orr wear four different Bass Pro Shops hats in, in the last like week. Fishing. But how much fishing have you done in the last week? In the last week? Yeah. Uh, I've gone fishing three times. Dang. Really? Yeah. Well, hold on. Oh man, I have to think of the day. Yeah, this oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I've gone well. last. Yeah. Week. <laughs> I've gone three times in the last week. So you're a big fish guy. Yeah yeah, I like fish. I like fish. My passions are football, animals, and what, what fighting. Kind of, what kind of animals? Wow. I love uh, <laughs> range. I love reptiles. What's your favorite reptile? Crocodile. Since Why? I was a do, you, kid. do you even like snakes and stuff? No no no. Would you, I don't. Would you, okay. No, would, no, would you wrestle a crocodile? No, for sure. For sure. What, what about fighting do you love? What about fighting? I love the mental and physical strain of fighting, which is why I also love football. It's, it's the combination of having to think on your feet, but then at the same time, you're getting punched in the mouth. You are such a fascinating cat. Brad Norman, <laughs> what are your Yeah, man, I, I hate to say I'm not very interesting either. Home I've got, projects? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that currently. That, I am becoming quite a handyman, like, kind of like Tim the Tool Dude, Man Taylor. I tried to hang up a damn shelf last night, and I couldn't get the screw to go any further in the wall, and then I screwed up the inside of the screw by using both a drill and a screwdriver oh. where I just stripped it, Oh yeah. and I can't turn it anymore, so I don't know what to do. Is it just uh. sticking out? Yeah, it's just too far out. I need to get it a little bit further in the wall. Yeah. I tried to take a hammer to it. That didn't yeah. work. I, I get fr I got frustrated building all of my daughter's stuff. Every single thing that I had to build, from the bassinet, stroller, I whatever suck it at was. I this stuff, dude. You can I get, got so frustrated. You can get a bit for your drill that, like, de-strips it, and then you can use it again. Um, wow, just, I did not know that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, like, recreates the, uh, it, like, creates, like, a deeper groove. So, that, like, it's, it's like a de-stripper. You can de-strip the head of it so you can actually use it again. That's the opposite of it. a good time at a bachelor party, the de-stripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a pretty boring guy. Um, faith, family, working with you guys, yeah. uh, football. Um, you're, you're just saying that. Yeah, no, it's true. All right, I look forward I'm, to this. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not allowing that answer. We need to do one more. <laughs> we do have one more. Perfect timing. Uh, so we got Elfie on the east side asking, or saying that they had never had a crab rangoon before this week. What? Now they would consider th themselves a crab rangoon girl. What food that people <laughs> commonly like do you not like or have never had? Brad, oh. you're the only one who hasn't started. Crab rangoon overrated for that. Oh! Overrated. Overrated. That is way overrated. Foul. No, nope. overrated. Foul. Overrated. Tape. Not that good. It's weird texture. Doesn't taste that great. <laughs> Don't love it. The only good thing is that it's like a fried outside. That's it. All the rest of it, wow. I can leave wow. it. I will leave it. Ice Throw cold. it away. What? Nope. Don't want it. Go to bed. I also, I also hate, wow. I hate tomatoes. Oh, same. Not a tomato guy. You have ketchup on your plate. I like ketchup. I like spaghetti sauce. I like pizza sauce. That's I don't like tomatoes. The, you know that's not the, the fruit, vegetable, whatever it is. I don't like yeah, the, the, the texture. The taste is weird. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you yep. on that one. Not the crab rangoon. Yep. I can't. Get wow. that crab rangoon out of here. <laughs> Get my, it out of here. My head hurts. Uh, that's a horrible take. I also, for the record, G, consider myself a crab rangoon girly, I believe is what you said uh, there in the setup. I, um... I, I don't know. I'm just not a picky eater. I'm allergic to, like, I think it's called crustaceans. So I've never had clams outside of, like, Ooh. one or two times. Clams I've never had oysters. Um, I had mussels a few times, and that's how I discovered the allergy. Mm. I don't think those are that good anyway. You're not missing out Yeah, on mussels anything. aren't that good. I like oysters. It's all gooey. Though. 
Oysters are solid. Oysters are good. So, um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I think I, I don't know what I've all had, but I. Um, this looks like I was just handed a piece of paper that I need to plug, so I'm going to go ahead and do this real quick. Uh, going on Wednesdays at the Great Dane downtown, it is Queer Night hosted by the LGBTQIA plus Dane staff and allies for the community. Twice monthly in a welcoming safe space with music, drink specials, and more. There's queer-inspired cocktails, live music, laser trees in the outdoor garden, and $4 pints of select beers. July 12th, July 26th, August 9th, and August 23rd. So that means the first one coming up on Wednesday here at the downtown Dane. Those are the next four coming up. That was Gmail. Um, Chris, did you answer the question? No, I, I've, I've still been thinking this whole time. I, I enjoy everything. I do too. I'm just not a picky not, eater. Not everything. Tomatoes. Like everything yeah. that everybody crab else thinks goons. is nasty. Yeah. Tomatoes are bad. You, you a crab down. and goon is just so overrated. Okay, that's a bad take. That's a no, it's that's not a that good. Take. Of all the things I would sit back and go, oh my goodness, I cannot wait to dive into crab and goon. Come on, get out of here. Crab and goon? That's not that good. Paired with some sushi? Unbelievable. Nah, sushi's great. Give me all the sushi. Load up All right, we're done with this damn conversation because it's frustrating me so much. He's Chris Orr. He's the idiotic Brad Norman. I'm Alex Strofe. It's the Great Dane Huddle. We'll wrap it Great Dane Huddle rolls on live from the Great Dane Pub and Brewing Company, downtown Madison, just off the Capitol Square. Alex Strofe, Brad Norman, Chris Orr with you for just a few more minutes Quickly, got to tell you about my friends over at Condon Jewelers. The jewelers on the east side. The jewelers on your side. Diamond Jim, owner of the store, always in the store, ready to help you, whether you're looking to take that next step. Got a birthday gift, uh, maybe an anniversary gift. Holidays are coming up quick. I hate to spring that upon you, but only five months away. You better start thinking. Condon Jewelers is the place to do it. The jeweler on the east side, the jeweler on your side. Real quick, I, I saw a tweet in the break from Jim Rutledge, uh, who you hear on Rutledge and Hamilton weekdays 2-4, to four, and it simply said, Jim Leonard to Northwestern, question mark? Oh, no. Pat Fitzgerald fired. Leonard doesn't have a job. He's it's not going there. in the area. They need to hire a head coach quickly. He's not going there. Yeah. He's not doing do that. I, do I take that as a fact? Uh, that's a fact. I'll tell you right now, he's not going to Northwestern. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. It's a bad not job. It's not a good job. It's not, it's not appetizing. It wasn't appetizing before everything. Fair enough. He Chris can, Orr. He can do much better. Yeah. Yes, he can. Chris Orr, Brad Norman, Alex Strupp. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. We'll be back with you next week. This has been the Great Day and Huddle Live from the Great Day Pump and Brewing Company.